This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg inspired podcast on the planet. We will recap UFC Fight Night, Vera vs. Cruz, hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome and Rural Callouts, and last but not least, we will preview UFC 278, Usman vs. Edwards. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Just Like That. Another week uh, of full recap, full preview. I don't know. This is like the fourth week in a row. Yeah, we've had a, a string of events here. Yeah, there's been quite a few. I would say um, the cards have been di- different, varying reasons for of interest, um, and they've all been wildly different cards. So another another good one to recap here, kind of to go re- to go back over and talk about. Uh, all the wild stuff that happened, and then we got a we got a pay per view to preview. So um, it's kind of a strange pay per view. It's in Salt Lake City. That's kind of a crazy location, but um, that's kind of what I miss about the UFC. Them being in all different locations. Yeah, all the it time. Seems everybody's like, "What are they doing in Salt Lake City?" But they used to go everywhere, pretty much. There's yeah. like Sioux Falls, South Dakota cards and shit. <laughs> there was, there was, they were all over, and now uh, now we're getting to see that again. So who headlined Sioux Falls, South Dakota? I have no idea. I'm almost positive it's Tony Ferguson versus uh, Lando Venata. I think. Here, let me check real quick. Um, Sioux Falls, UFC. Was this a fight night or was this this was a fight? It was night, a fight right? night. Yeah, it was like a really small card. Your uh, co-main was. You're correct on the co-main. The main uh, event? Um, I don't know. What, what weight class is it? Um, it was bantamweight. Little guys. Fuck. You'll uh, know when I say it. Yeah, what was it? Michael um, McDonald and John Lineker. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Tim Boach fought Josh Salmon. Alexi Olenek on that card. Oh, Lo- wow. Lost a decision. And other than that, Lewis Smolka was on that card back when he was... Good, won his fight. 2016. Yeah, good point, though. Especially fight nights, they used to be everywhere. Um, and now um, we're just getting pay-per-views back on the road. So you good to see. Oh, yeah, definitely. But anyways, a little side tangent before we get into things as we, uh, as we normally do. We'll start things off, as always, with our take of the week. So, Ryan, as always, take us away. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll go with – I got – few written on here but we'll do dc dc is just getting worse at commentary by the card i think no question um, there. i think cruz might be uh might be onto something that he's not doing his homework whatsoever That's what i said, I said the same thing he's not only doing his homework he's just more awkward i don't know it doesn't seem like on the pay-per-views when he's with rogan so much but like when he's with bisbing there like i don't know he just says some ridiculous stuff he he just responded to bisbing once with yeah <laughs> like you're like a broadcaster like Figure something better to say than just like, yep. I have a strong feeling he's probably, Cruz is probably, he's probably not doing his homework for these fight night cards. He's doing, doing a lot of them and he's always on them. So he's probably just like, he, sometimes he tries to, he usually forgets people's names all the time. And stuff, <laughs> or he brings up stories he's not prepared to tell. And he'll be like, in his last fight against, uh, uh, can't remember his name. It's like, shouldn't you remember, shouldn't you be looking up their last yeah. fights before they you commentate? Yeah. How hard is it to, remember who their last fight was he had a brutal botch job uh during the Odie osborne uh tyson nam fight this week he was saying that Odie osborne's winning this fight 
which maybe he was, but then Bisping said like, well, we're only a minute or two in, so it's a little early to say. And then uh, DC's like, no, he's piecing him up. He's winning this fight. And right as he said that, he got uh, knocked out. Yeah. And then Bisping said something like, well, he's not winning now or something. It's like a smart-ass way. <laughs> Bisping might be improving, I think. He's growing <laughs> on me a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know if he's growing on me yet, um, but he definitely was on the ball on that one. I never thought Bisping was like bad at talking. He just gets stupid on the microphone when he gets too much when he has too much power. Yeah, exactly. He needs somebody to keep him in check and t- do the majority. He needs like a main guy, and he needs to be like the secondary guy, kind of feeding off the whatever the main guy's saying. When when you let him have free reins to just run with the broadcast, it, it doesn't end up good. Yeah, we don't need a Bisping stand-up comedy comedy special. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I, 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 I've said that a couple times. Maybe Cruz was right about that because Bisping has been, or because uh, DC has been noticeably like just unprepared. Like, like I said, he'll bring it. He'll be like, I don't remember who his last fight was against, but he would. It's like you really should know these things. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, yeah, just do your homework. It's your fucking job. I get that you're doing a lot, but Anik does a ton of them. Like, probably way more than DC even, and he does. You know, he's on top of his game every single time. So it's not like he's fighting or doing anything else. If he is, then maybe he should think about, you know, consolidating just to the broadcast if he wants to stay on him. Plus, they have a full week to get this stuff in order. Like, they go stay in the hotel for a week with the sole purpose of doing fighter meetings, um, lining up their notes, studying their tape, whatever they need for the fights. It's like maybe he's just on, uh, on cruise control. Yeah, it definitely seems like it. Riding it out. Yeah, maybe. Um all right, uh, my take this week, uh, I just want to point out this weird, like, uh, Nostradamus streak we've been on. We po- well, we talked about Dom uh, Dominic Reyes last week saying well, he should be ready to come back. Boom, fight gets announced, him versus Ryan Spann. Um, we're talking about PFL last week. The very last thing we talked about was PFL, and you said, why don't some of these fighters who are outside the top five or around top five, why don't they just pick up their shit, go to PFL, try to win a million dollars? Boom. Big signing today. I don't know if that's in any of your uh, in any of your segments, so I'm gonna I won't say it. But no, it was just like a secondary take I had, so we can I can kind of just talk about it right now. Yeah, that works. Jump right into it. All right. So yeah, I just I think the UFC made a uh, a big mistake letting Burgos go to the PFL here. Um, apparently, it's a multi million dollar deal, and Burgos, if he just goes and runs through it and gets the million dollars on top of that, like. That's going to set a precedent. Like, I think a lot of guys are going to seriously, cons- in, in the Burgos range, are seriously going to consider going to PFL if they can get a similar deal and think it's an easy path to the million dollars. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys, like, that are kind of key pieces to the division to keep, like, exciting fights and test younger guys coming up, if they start going to PFL as well. And, you know, the UFC will lose on some uh, quality guys that they kind of are, are staples of the division but aren't going to be title holders. Yeah, and Dana actually, I don't know if you saw Dana came out and said there was some, something went wrong during the contracts and it shouldn't have happened. Oh, wow. Something went wrong and they shouldn't have happened, which kind of admits mistakes, which you don't hear Dana White do that very often. But No. Uh, well, and it was literally the last thing we talked about last week. It was just kind of a random tangent where we just uh, – you're saying like they're seeing these guys fight for a million dollars and they're, they they got to be thinking to themselves like, well, I'm fighting tougher guys for a fraction of that. Yeah, exactly. Like 50 and 50 or, and you know, 75 and 75 best case for a lot of these guys who, and like fight fans love Shane Burgos, but like who outside of real fight fans even know who Shane Burgos is? Nobody. And I mean, they're definitely overpaying everybody at the PFL, but apparently they got deep pockets, I guess over there. And, uh, 
they're trying to uh, expand. So, I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, we saw Bellator do this years back where they started trying to go after free agents, and it didn't really work out for them. It was a different they, – they went after guys that were – let go like that were way out of their prime yeah musasi was a good signing yeah yeah that was one of the rory best ones was not i mean rory at the time seemed like it was going to be a decent signing but it was just he was the ufc was dead on and letting him go when they did yeah he's had a tough run ever since yeah retired so shout oh, out to rory fre- freshly retired yeah this week it's another guy we talked about last week because we were talking about pfl and we said he's pretty much done and boom yeah, we've been on a streak of just calling some crazy shots lately. Yeah, too bad if only we could uh, I was say, call the too, fights right. Too bad right? it's not translating to our picks, but it's translating to everything else. So maybe we'll just have to start taking prop bets on when people are going to retire or t- sign with the <laughs> yeah. PFL. But anyhow, um, any more to add to that, or you want to move on to our recap? We could, uh, we could hit the recap. All right, so we got UFC San Diego to recap here. I'll uh, start off with our main event. Lot of a uh, lot of arguments today in the group chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a major controversy regarding this main event. I mean, out of the twelve or thirteen people in it, twelve agree with one take, but that we got one very loud um, <laughs> and adamant member of the group chat that uh, Dominic Cruz pretty much won this fight, according to. Yeah. So interesting fight um i was i was going back and forth the only thing i can ever say about dominic cruz is his fighting style is ugly i always underestimate him and if anybody could run from somebody for five rounds and win a point fight it would be him like he's done it before he could he can he could do it again but he his last few fights minus the casey kenny fight that's the only one i can think of he's been getting clipped worse and worse and more and more he Pedro Munoz dropped, flat out dropped him several times to where it almost it could have been stopped. Yeah, Henry Cejudo dropped him badly and it was stopped. And Cheeto dropped him what three times total? Yep, three. I think first, third, and then the final time in the fourth. So he's his 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 ability to not get hit and run away is not there anymore because he's getting hit. Yeah, and he's not getting away. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, he used to be able to take a punch, and he just he can't anymore. If he gets anything, lands flush. He, I mean, they're flash knockdowns. He gets right back up, but I mean, it's gonna trans start translating into just complete knockouts. Like, yeah, they are flat. He does pop back up, but he he falls like in a flailing fashion. He yeah. hits the ground hard. Yeah, definitely. He and I think his cardio starting to go a little bit. Like he was fast as could be. And uh, Vera wasn't landing on him early, really. But, uh, I mean, a few times when he got dropped. But overall, not too much. But uh, I think he starts slowing down a little bit. I think it's probably to do with that plantar fasciitis. I think on the MMA hour, maybe he's saying he has to get Botox in the bottom of his feet to, oh. like, relieve the pain. Um, so he can't be doing much cardio to prepare for these five-round fights, right? Like, if I was him, I wouldn't be taking five-rounders until you get a title shot. Like, just take three-rounders if you can't fight for five rounds because he would have won a three-round fight here. That's a very good point. He would have, and that was your point last week. You would, you would have been happy to take him in a three round fight, but a five round fight's just too long. And the knockout was insane. Like that was a perfect head kick. Uh, he was dipping into everything. He dipped right into a left kick from Cheeto Vera, who's been, I mean, he's been, the way to beat Cheeto Vera is getting him to the ground and keeping him there, right? Yeah. Or just like 
he doesn't throw enough strikes too. So if you just land volume on him too, you should should be good. But he's very good at picking a shot. So landing a ton of volume on the feet is pretty dangerous because he's a pretty precise, you know, sniper when it comes to the striking. Um, yeah, it was an interesting fight. I thought it was I thought it was a good one. But then also you got to look at like Dominic Cruz in his prime. He is fighting like all midget wrestlers, right? And he was like the the big guy in the division. Now bantamweights are significantly bigger than when he was in his prime, and you know, he was able to do that ducking away because he was fighting a bunch of five, three guys who had tiny short legs who couldn't even reach his face when he ducked like that. Now he's fighting like, you know, his size are taller strikers and, you know, with long limbs and that he can't duck out of the way like that. Cause obviously they can still, still make the kick, you know, that's a really good point. That is a very good point. These guys are getting bigger and stronger and faster and cutting more weight to make it to make it to the, uh, weight class so yeah he power is going to be his if he keeps fighting even power is going to be his weakness because his chin is gone yeah definitely he can't he can't fight people with power i mean it's just not looking good for him at this point i I mean he said he's going to retire if he doesn't have a path to the title i mean i'd expect his retirement any day now because there's there's no obvious path to the title for him bantamweight is stacked like there's like five people waiting for a title shot right now and cruz is behind all of those guys plus maybe a few others and Marlon Vera's behind all those people too. He's yeah. not. He's not that close either. I, I could see them fast tracking him because, as much as you hate him, he does have. He is growing in popularity, but um, he's still not that close. Yeah. No. There's. I mean, if Aldo wins, I think he gets that title shot, and if O'Malley beats Jan, I think he gets a title shot. So you have to give. Yeah. I don't know if if Jan gets a title shot off the O'Malley win. Uh, so so. Probably but not. um, and Marab. Maybe he gets. I think if oh, if Jan and Marab win, they probably fight each other. Yeah, Marab can't have a title shot, right? Because Sterling. Well, I guess Sterling's fighting Dillashaw, so. Yeah. So if Dillashaw beats Sterling, Marab could get a title shot. Yeah, it's like a little uh, tournament almost we got going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But your your point is exactly right. There's too many guys now. If Sean O'Malley beats Peter Jan, he has to be next in line. They can't. Yeah. There's no time to waste. Especially if he knocks him out. Like, he's got all the hype behind him. I mean, he definitely probably does the best pay-per-view sales-wise, you know, if he if he's in a title shot. so. And he would be beating the, the best guy, whether he has the belt or not. I think Peter Jan's the best guy in the division. Yeah, exactly. So, a lot going on there, and Dominic Cruz is nowhere to be found in that picture. So No, definitely not. So, his comeback, although fairly successful, was uh, should potentially be at the end of its rope. Yep. So move on from there. We got our co-main event, Nate Landwehr versus David Onama. David Onama minus two fifty. We've been high on this guy, but we both said, and I'm only saying this because we get we're wrong about this one. We both said Nate Landwehr is one of those guys where if you get if you catch cross his path with him early enough in your career and you're not ready for him, he will beat you just like Darren Elkins does to these guys. They they're not they're not going any like Nate Landwehr is not a prospect on David uh, David Onama's uh like stratosphere but he is a guy who can beat him on a given day if you underestimate him and if you're not ready and if you're a young guy who hasn't gone into the deepest of deep waters and that's exactly what happened this fight was insane yeah and he gasped you know david yeah. onama if he if he doesn't gas he's the better fighter but for sure once once he got tired nate landwehr's a guy you can't really get tired against because he's gonna just keep pouring it on you know yeah and i, I didn't know nate landwehr was black well a little <laughs> cultural appropriation from the guy <laughs> If I didn't know it was Nate Landwehr when I was listening to him on the MMA Hour, I would have been like, this is a black guy for sure. I would have thought yeah. it was David Onama. 
It would have been hard to no, yeah, David Onama is, sounds whiter than Nate Landry. I yeah, that's true. I don't know what is that. Uh, what is that? The Tennessee like three six mafia accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, Clarksville or something. Yeah, he, that guy is. He's out there, man, and like it's the guy just wants to fight. He's the guy. He's a nutcase, and he just wants to fight. I don't know how or why or what possessed him to give these two a co-main event. That's kind of crazy, but I think a few fights fell out. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think guess there was a girl, a, fight, a, a woman's fight that was supposed to be the co-main. I don't know which. Oh, it was. Uh, it was. Um, what's her name? Um, who was it? Who did drop out of this one? There was a couple. Uh, what's her name? It's a Spanish girl. Um, Alexa Grasso. Oh yeah, or Vivian Arujo was supposed to be the co-main. Yeah, I guess that would have been a little more high stakes fight. But either way, this ended up being like fight of the fight. Well, early fight of the year contender. I don't know. I don't know if I'd give it fight of the year, but. Probably a performance of the year for Nate Landwehr. Oh, definitely. He was, definitely. He was putting on a show. He was dropping him with actual like blows and then making him stand back up. And I don't know, man. That was a wild performance. That I don't know what it does for Nate Landwehr. I'm sure I think got him a fight of the night bonus, but yeah, definitely was fight of the night. Um, I don't know what what, what happens for him next. David Onama. Honestly, it really is just literally just a first sign of adversity for David Onama. Come back stronger type of thing, but. It, you see Nate Landry or Darren Elkins on a card and they're fighting a young guy, like, just prepare yourself because anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. All right, Cynthia Calvillo, Nina Nunez. We got underdog money on Nina Nunez here. Um, great call. Split decision win, right? Yeah, yeah, split decision. Um, I think she retired afterwards. Yeah, she did. She's going to have more babies with Amanda Nunez, apparently, so... Um, but got us the underdog win. That was nice. And, uh, yeah, and retired on a win, which you don't see that often. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bruno Silva, Gerald Mearshart. One we got, we got one wrong here. Yeah, we did. This one we got, we got really wrong. Uh, Gerald Mearshart, Mearshart looked like the better striker here. Bruno Silva looked bad. And who did we recently see Gerald Mearshart fight? And he just got his ass kicked. He just got pieced up. I, the guy, it's kind of confusing. Like, I hate to bash on Gerald Mearshart because I, I like, he seems like a cool guy, but, like, every other fight he sucks. Oh, Jotko destroyed Yeah, him. he got beat up by Christoph Jotko in a, in a fight that he was the favorite in. Yeah, who's not that good. No, and let's he, be honest. He, got, he got wrecked by him. And then in this fight, he looked like a better striker than Bruno Silva, who's, uh, it's just, it's hard to, uh, he also had that big win against Murderov that, I don't know, Gerald Mearshart, another guy, I guess you could put it this way. He's never going to be a champion. He's probably never going to be in the what? The, what is he? Is he even top 15? Probably not. If he is, he's like 15 yeah. or 14. He's never going to get higher than that because he's always, he's going to lose every other fight against guys he's favorited against, and then he's going to win fights you don't expect him to win. Yeah, and, he was on a little bit of a run recently. He lost to the Cam's app, but then he won three three in a row before he lost to Jocko, and now he wins again. So, I mean, dude. he's putting some decent little – the guy fights going. a lot. I don't know how old he is because he's not that old, but he's got like 50 pro, fight, 50 pro fights. 34. He looks older than he is. He's 34 years old? Yeah. How many, can you look up how many fights he has? Or are you not looking at? Uh, he's 34 and 15. That's a shitload of fights to be 34 years old. Yeah, or 35 and 15 now after that last one. I was looking at the wrong a, one. That's a lot of fights to just be a random white guy from Milwaukee. Yeah, 50? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, another big win for him, though. I guess it's just comes down to the fact that you just can't okay he's a guy you can't he's just he's not from milwaukee i thought he was like foreign i think i don't know where he's from he trains in milwaukee oh yeah 
Yeah, I guess he does, huh? Yeah, yeah. Rufus Spork, God. I think he's a, just a Wisconsin guy. I have no, no idea. No, born in Racine, Wisconsin. I don't know, Mearshart makes me think he's from like I always thought he was a foreigner Eastern too. Europe or something. Yeah, I always thought so too. Interesting character, interesting cat. Good win for him though, and a great, uh, a great uh, underdog play if you played it. Um, but Gabriel Benitez, Charlie Antaveros. <laughs> Jeez, I was nervous again on this one, dude. <laughs> Antaveros looked like a monster at the beginning of this fight. I told, that's what I said. Like he's got all the flashy moves and all like the crazy stuff. But he was landing like axe kicks I, and just I like spamming them. Like, and he looked huge in there. I said last week. I said he's gonna throw axe kicks. Like that's like his signature play. He threw one at Kevin Holland the first fight, the first time in his first fight ever, and. Kevin Holland looked stunned by it. Like, it didn't hit him and didn't hurt him, but he was like, whoa, I did not see that coming. Yeah, the guy's, he was wild, and then he got taken out cold. He got slammed on his head. He almost had, I'm sure he had some flashbacks to the He's just not Kevin durable. Holland. He's just not durable. He's just a, a karate guy that's just, like, yeah. not ready to take a shot. But Gabriel Benitez needed this win more than Charlie Ant. Oh, I can't say that. Charlie Antoveros yeah. needed a win bad, but Gabriel yeah. Benitez really needed this win. I think once, when, when after Kevin Holland just slammed Charlie Antoveros <laughs> on his head and broke his neck, I think the UFC was like, we'll give you, like, three more, like, <laughs> We made you fight three weight classes up, and you got your neck broken. <laughs> like, we're not going to cut you for a little while. In your first UFC fight, we we'll put give you, you against the same LV special. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a similar run now. I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't see though. I saw Nina Nunez was released. At, well, released from she retired, but and I saw somebody else. Uh, Shane Burgos was officially let go, but did not see Charlie Antaveros' name in the reports. So um, Gabriel Benitez needed that win, um, and. Um, Charlie Antaveros, like you said, decent showing for a guy who's just really not cut out for fighting. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, next up, Odie Osborne, Tyson Nam. We were both on Odie Osborne. I thought this was a – I don't want to say I thought it was a lock. I thought it was close, though. Yeah, um, same here. I think Tyson Nam sucks. The guy stinks. Yeah, but he landed, and Odie Osborne just went out. like Odie Osborne threw a stupid flying knee that he got caught with by Starboy or whatever. His, um, and was, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he, tried throwing it, he tried throwing it himself. He got just punched in the side of the head and put out cold quickly. Yeah, that was not good. I, was, uh, I had uh, Odie Osborne as one of my picks in the league, too. It was, uh, it was rough, but Nina Nunes kept us, uh, kept us in the positive, so... Yeah, I needed that one badly. Um, but otherwise, I think that's it for fights we had uh, to recap here. Um, kind of a wild card. Uh, oh, kind of a weird card, too. Like, I don't know. There was just, like, nothing. Angela Hill with the win. Yeah, big win. She might be over 500 now. 14 and 12. She's got a few. She's building a, p- a cushion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, she does the same thing as uh, some of these other fighters. She wins one, she loses one. She wins. Uh, literally, like, look at her record. Yeah, she's good to pull off some upsets every once in a while. Yeah, she'll have a main event in a couple weeks. Just wait. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's good to see these fight nights going on the road. Uh, we're getting different locations. It's always a different pop. It's always a different crowd, so it's kind of cool. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's move on to our segments. It's your turn this week. Uh, Isn't he awesome? A weekly call-out. Who do you got for us this week? All right, isn't he awesome? Nate Landwer, hard-hitting hillbilly. Um, great fight. Like you said, he just uh, pulled it out, and uh, David Onama just wasn't ready for uh, to keep up with him in the in the deep waters and uh, got the win. I don't know. Onama started throwing some heavy shots back in that third round, too. and uh, Got close to stealing it back. It was a close fight. Yeah, yeah, he got it done. So you got to give uh, Nate Landwer a shout-out there. Also, Dana White. Um, some of his that comments in the GQ, we'll never pay <laughs> fighters more money. It just 
just badass. The guy's going full heel, full villain. That's and, just uh, some no mercy type stuff there. <laughs> yeah. And then he got all pissed. Yahoo, he was in an interview with Yahoo Sports, and they brought it up, and he's just, like, screaming at him that, like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. And then Mark Ramundi wrote some article about it on ESPN and was like he was so pissed he's calling the guy a fucking idiot and that he's not a journalist and all was that shit. Kevin Ioli that he was talking about uh Mark Ramundi oh Mark Ramundi oh yeah the ESPN guy yeah. <laughs> was the Yahoo guy Kevin Ioli that guy oh um that guy's a douche I, I'm not sure who it was but it probably was that's like their main guy right what's that oh yeah 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 that's their main guy he him and Dana have been beefing for years maybe it wasn't that I don't know but Anyways, we'll move on to the weekly call-out. Uh, we got Luke Rockhold this week. I mean, the guy <laughs> is just an idiot. He comes out and says that he thinks if he beats Paulo Costa, he deserves a title shot. It's like, first of all, good luck beating Paulo Costa. you got a glass chin, and I doubt it's gotten any better. <laughs> Second of all, what would make you think you deserve a title shot after beating Paulo Costa? Like, you've been out forever. You went up to 205. You lost. You come, Coming back down to 185 gonna lose again it's just like this guy's just completely delusional he's an idiot and i used to like him but he's just he's just a moron i gotta say the more you get the the more he digs in and like is just totally like unaware no self-awareness at all i the more i respect it yeah. <laughs> it's like chael sonan if he, chael sonan wasn't funny at all <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> exactly and honestly if you if he comes out and has a good performance against, uh, against paul costa i would be pretty shocked the guy does have all the tools, but it's like, dude, this isn't the same division it was five years ago. You don't just get to beat Paul Acosta and fight for a belt. Yeah. Like, Paul Acosta's not even close to a belt. Uh, I would like to see Luke get KO'd by Izzy, though. It would probably be one of the only fights that Izzy ends in a finish in a long time. Ah, but Rockhold might be kind of dangerous if he could get him to the ground, but I don't think he would get him to the ground because he doesn't really... He just, he, He'd have to avoid getting hit yeah. once. <laughs> That's, a good, <laughs> That's a good point. But, yeah, so... Quick call out of Luke Rockhold, Nate Landwer, and, and the ruthless Dana White. Yeah. Uh, we got to give the shout outs to. That's a good trio of characters that could, if they were all in a room together, it'd be <laughs> yeah. entertainment. They should be on like a sitcom or something. <laughs> should be Dana White looking for a fight instead of uh, Matt Sarah and uh, the other guy he has with him. It should be yeah. Luke Rockhold and Nate Landwer. All right. Well, yeah, that would be a good one to watch. I got. The, I'll flip the script on you for my Isn't He Awesome this <laughs> you know week. Luke would be just like rolling his eyes at Nate Landwer the entire time. <laughs> That's what makes him so funny, though. He's like, he's like pretentious and douchey, but it's like in a funny way. It's like, yeah, I guess, I guess you could look at it like that. Like he, he really, he like thinks he's the man, but in a lot of ways, he's like also like cringy at the same time. Yeah, he's like one of those guys that just like probably is like super insecure, but just puts on like gotta he's, make everybody think I'm the man. He's kind of like a Zoolander character, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like Ryan Lochte, that swimmer. <laughs> I could see him making the Zoolander face as Magnum Steel and shit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what he reminds me of, like a Zoolander character. When he's doing his male modeling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he must be wanting to fight, though, because he... How long has he been out for since uh, since Bohovich knocked him out? Yeah, I think so. Well, that has to be his last one, right? I think so. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. He did... I, I don't know who's manage, managing this guy, if he's managing himself, but he picked a tough fight to come back to. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's, you know, he's wants that one away from a title shot, so. <laughs> yeah, he may be surprised when he beats Paul Costa and then they make him, like, fight Marvin Vittori or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. 
But anyhow, uh, I'm going to flip the script here for my Isn't He Awesome. I got Paulo Costa. I don't care what anybody says. I love the guy. He's one of the fun- I think he's the funniest fighter on the roster by far. Perfect. This is the douchiest matchup of all time. Paulo Costa versus <laughs> yeah. <Luke Rockwell. laughs> the DNF. <laughs> it really is, too. Like, can you think of like, there's been random douches. Uh, uh, Dominic Cruz is a douche. There's a couple, like, there's some douchey people on the roster. Cheeto Vera. That was the douchiest but lightweight fight. This brings in douche, like, this is a whole other level. This is, like, guys that stare at themselves in the mirror for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get, definitely are going to get hair implants every <laughs> every two weeks or whatever. Yeah, these are guys that are, these are guys that are, like, yeah, the, these are guys that are worried about way more than just how they fight they're also worried about how they look they're also worried about how they how everything sounds like this is going to be funny this are two guys that pretend i think powell is pretending he's dumb but i don't think he's as dumb as he pretends to be i think he's good at playing it up and then there's luke rock this might be two guys who you add their iq together and it may not equal a one <laughs> one other it might not equal platinum Perry's iq yeah that's for sure platinum if they i mean that would be tough not to equal <laughs> platinums but platinum i think is smarter than uh than he appears I would put platinum against up, up against either one of these guys in an SAT. Yeah, what about a spelling bee? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> they should do that on like a YouTube series, UFC spelling bee, or just a bonus afterwards. They do a spelling bee at the press conference afterwards for the for the the last fifty thousand dollar bonus. <laughs> yeah, winner take all. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. And uh, but like I yeah, said, yeah, after they've all been concussed and stuff. Yeah, well, these two don't need to be concussed. They just probably can't spell. I'm sure, <laughs> but. What a matchup, though. Like, this matchup I've had circled for a long time. Because at the end of the day, it has potential to be a good fight, too. Like, Coach- said Paulo Costa he changed his name because he couldn't spell Boricino. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's kind of a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> and for every Brazilian has seven names, so you just get to pick and choose which one you want to go with. Right. Um, but uh, honestly, like, Paulo Costa had a bad show. His last fight was a train wreck against Marvin Vittori. He showed up out overweight, changed it from 195 to 205, looked like an idiot, acted like an idiot, acted like he didn't train, said he was injured, and then came out and actually it was a real – he lasted all five rounds. His yeah. car, His cardio looked good. He didn't know what weight it was contracted at. <laughs> <laughs> he was just acting so stupid and like Marvin, Marvin Vittori might not be the smartest guy either, but he's just sitting in his chair in these interviews like – in disbelief of what he's listening to <laughs> getting all pissed <laughs> off yelling and not even speaking english it was kind of a perfect troll because of our inventory is like a guy that can't handle any type of no. work and paul is just playing dumb that was that was but that that pissed a lot of people off because missing weight is not funny no and he just made like a <laughs> giant joke out of it and who knows if he's gonna make weight for this one he claims he is but like a guy that big to cut down that much it's like crazy but um how it, many times do you think they told him the weight just made sure like, you can't <laughs> claim we didn't tell you what weight class this is at yeah I, I the crazy thing is he made weight every other fight like he, something something was awry here it was just stupidity yeah i don't know it was definitely seemed like something was off though in that fight yeah and then he fought over all things considered he fought pretty well he looked so much bigger than marvin Vittori, and he landed some huge shots but marvin Vittori is a those he lands that head kick on on luke rockhold luke rockhold won't wake up until 2023 no he could die <laughs> exactly he may be eating through a straw for eternity. And this is just a crazy fight. Um, I'm all over my guy, Paulo Costa. Like, I want him to win because I want him, and I want him to fight more and I want him to be active because I just think he's hilarious. And I think he's one. I do enjoy his fighting style too. Like, he, he really goes at guys and fights hard. Like, the guy's not scared of anything. He's not all talk. He doesn't hide from anybody. Um, one bad loss on his record to Adesanya, but 
he was drunk. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Gets a pass on that one. He was yeah, drunk. Go through history of everything this guy's said and done. It's like to be a world-class fighter and just like say and do the things he's done is just like, you just wonder like how much of this is like WWF like style, like being a stupid character. But Right. Drink too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> just say that after you get humiliated. It's just... <laughs> Any, anyhow, I'll move on because we're going to actually preview that fight. Move on to my call-out. Last-minute call-out sliding in here. You can always throw this call-out in. Bellator getting upstaged, embarrassed, humiliated, shown up again by the PFL. Um, Bellator is number three now, right? Yeah, they're number three by far. You let the PFL sneak in and s- steal your thunder in two, 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 three years? Three, I think it's the third season, yeah. And, like, it's not even close. Bellator is not signing anybody really anymore, like, PFL is making all the headlines. They're getting all the fighters, and it seems like they're making a legit push to, you know, be the number two organization, which I think they are now. And I don't know. It seems like they want to contend with the UFC. I mean, that's going to be a long ways off, if ever. I doubt it'll ever happen. But regardless, they're, like, carving out a, a niche there, you know? They got a better chance than Bellator does. Well, we joked about this. I don't know if it was one week or two weeks ago. Bellator wants to be everything but an MMA organization. Yeah. So. It's like, dude, take what you're good, do what you're good at, which, yeah, I mean, Bellator doesn't even advertise. You find out Bellator has a Friday night card with some good fights on it 10 minutes before it starts. They'll, yeah, put, they'll put out their first tweet. They don't do anything. Uh, it really seems like they just gave up at this point. Yeah, which is, I mean, I guess it's good for us because they fight all the time in Arizona, and I would love to sit cage side someday. Yeah, <laughs> and there's if, a good fight. And if there's going to be tickets dro- dropping, like, plummeting, if we can sit cage side for 150 bucks, like I'd pay double that to sit cage side, even at a Bellator yeah. event. Like I bet we could sit there for 150 bucks <laughs> at this point. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe we're winning on this, but like to lose to lose market share to PFL, a brand new organization. Um, I don't I don't know what else to say. Like we've clowned them too many times to just we to really go down that road again. Um, but it's just it's a bad look. Yeah, it's like they definitely just like gave up. First they went for for like big UFC names that didn't work out. Then they started to sign all the up and coming prospects like Aaron Pico and stuff. And, uh, that one other guy that didn't work out. And now they're just like, fuck it. Now they're just like trying to have the Pitbull brothers fight once a month. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it folds eventually. Uh, or somebody, uh, gets, gets, uh, absorbed somehow. I don't know if the, who would do it, but yeah, I guess they just want content for Paramount or whatever, but yeah it's interesting it's crazy um it seems like they i don't know it seems like if mma smart mma people were involved they would be not doing so too bad because at times they did have really good fights yeah scott coker i think he's just like the most overrated like president or yeah he's MMA guy there is like he's got to be trash dude he's got to be terrible i don't know enough about him to even bash him i just know he always talks about kickboxing it's like that's so stupid nobody wants kickboxing has failed at every level yeah, nobody watches it. It's like, not even fun to watch. Put kickboxing needs to wear MMA gloves, and then they might have a chance. But if you yeah. wear those stupid boxing gloves and you're kickboxing, like that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's just too many people fall. There's too many guys falling down and stopping action and stopping the fights and stuff. You were right. So uh, Muay Thai is far more exciting. One one's kind of got it figured out. One does kickboxing. One does all sorts of different. Yeah, they, I think one does kickboxing with MMA gloves too, and Muay Thai with MMA gloves. Oh, well, let's be honest. One's doing anything. One is doing the most random shit ever. The yeah. Mighty Mouse fight was like one round Muay Thai, one round MMA, They're one doing round like slap boxing jujitsu. <laughs> combat jujitsu yeah i think they are <laughs> that's probably the worst thing i've seen where those guys just forget that it's not just regular jujitsu and they just 
just get fucking smashed in the face of the palm. Because they just totally forget that that punching, like open hand punching is an option. It reminds me of that, what was that called? That like Boz Rootin used to do like Pancrace or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those videos are so funny because you just hear the <laughs> guys were getting their jaws broken with open hand slaps. Punching would have been safer, but anyhow, yeah. back to Bellator. Kind of a clown show at this point. Um, Definitely. What kind of weight does a Bellator belt even hold at this point? Nothing. So, uh, I, obviously, I mean, I, honestly, I was running short on a call today, and I thought to myself, you can always pull this rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, at least PFL belt gets you a million bucks. Like, what does yeah. Bellator get you? Like, absolutely nothing. And at least you know what's going on in PFL. We don't even know what's going on in Bellator. I don't know what's happening in Bellator. And I, I follow. No I follow MVP versus uh, versus Platinum Perry, bare not, knuckle. Not even. Oh, Bellator. it's in bare knuckle though. Yeah, it's not even bare. Yeah, it's not even bare, uh, B- Bellator. Yeah, that's that's how bad Bellator is. The most exciting thing going on in Bellator is going on in another organization. Yeah, which I think that's coming. That may be this weekend. I, I think it, it is actually. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to give Platinum a shout out, but I wasn't sure if it was this weekend or not. That's a that's an interesting fight too, and it's under the bare knuckle banner, right? Yep. So. I don't know what to say, Bellator. We better get it together. Or yeah, they're just letting their fighters walk and go to other promotions, and they're just like, "Oh, you want to fight in bare knuckles? See you later." Like, yeah, not a, they don't try to do a co-promotion. Nothing. Just all right, whatever. <laughs> it's too much work for us. <laughs> yeah, Scott another- Coker's lazy. <laughs> We're gonna have another Arizona card and call it a week. <laughs> yeah, which and get what's his name to headline? Who's the uh, who uh, Ryan Bader? Used? Ryan Bader. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Bader fighting in four divisions, getting knocked out every time. Yeah, the hometown hero for Arizona. But like I said, if we could stick Cage Shed at a Bellator event, I'm all for it. So maybe I'll change my tune when that happens. Yeah, we'll see. We want we want to get one of those bare knuckle events here at Cage Side. Those Man, are, those tickets are like 150 bucks in Tampa. Cage we Side. Were, that Chad Mendes it was supposed fight to be was here. supposed to be in like May, uh, Chandler. Ch- Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. That would be crazy. Those are just circus events. Like there's fights in the crowds and stuff. Yeah, that's what I want to. I want to be Cage Side for that. That'd be un- unreal. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Um, it's got to be like if Florida obviously leads the country in like Wild West behavior, but Arizona, yeah. Arizona's up there too. So maybe maybe we got a shot, right? Yeah, exactly. They're trying to get more classy around here these days. It seems like, but yeah, I mean, we could take it back to the go down to Tucson and anything goes. <laughs> or you can go north up to those weird sta- yeah. weird, sta- weird cities around the Indian Res. Yeah, anything goes there. So. Anyhow, we'll keep an eye on that. But man, Bellator, talk about a fall off. Talk about a fall off um, uh, for people who claim they have the best, you know, 155, 170, 185ers in the world. But anyways, let's uh, let's move on to our preview because we actually have a you forgot the actual best 205er in the world. Oh yeah, beast in 24. That's true. Well, 24 eight or he be, he beat he was beating the best, and then they what do they call that a draw? Something I don't know, ne- Nem Nemkinev or whatever. Oh, Nemkov. Yeah, I will say when I saw that guy fight the first couple times, I'm like, this guy is really good. Yeah, but then he's being a Bellator bomb, so you don't know. And then he got beat. Then he got beat up by Beast in 25-8, which so, couldn't have been that good ever. Then no, exactly. Fair point. It was all smoke and mirrors. So, <laughs> anyhow, let's uh let's jump into our our UFC 278 preview here. Sneaky good main event here. Um. I don't say that because of, I know you have a grudge against um, your namesake Leon Edwards, but I'm a huge Kamaru Usman fan. I, anytime Kamaru fight, Usman fights, I'm all there. I'm for it. Like that's a big turn of events for me over the past two to three years. Where Kamaru Usman, I always want to give him credit nowadays because he was boring as shit, 
Everyone told him he was boring as shit. He ran his mouth about wanting more money, wanting more of this, and everyone said, dude, you're boring. No one wants to see you fight. We gave him the advice live on the podcast. And and lo and behold, he, he improves his stand-up quite a bit or maybe just becomes more willing to stand. I don't know what it is. But he's been a monster, and he's been very present outside the octagon. He's been putting on absolute clinics inside the octagon, great fights. Um, I mean, Colby helps out because he's just – brings a lot of hatred to the to, <laughs> right. to the fights but overall like Usman's been w- one of the staples and I would say between what would you say Usman's maybe one of the most unbeatable guys in the UFC right now yeah I think he's probably the pound for pound number one guy right now I think he's in the UFC rankings pound for pound number one and I I definitely agree with that I mean Leon Edwards doesn't deserve this this title shot I mean he's coming off a loss to Nate Diaz recently <laughs> Um, the guy's a bum. Uh, you know, he just let Masvidal, who I also hate, just absolutely punk him. So if you're going to let Masvidal punk you, I got no respect for you. And, uh, we're going with Kamaru Usman in this one, obviously. He's just going to, uh, dominate poor Leon. Uh, he's got the better wrestling. I think his stand-up is, you know, on par with Leon Edwards at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he finished him on the feet, on the ground, whatever. I mean, he could wrestle him to decision, too. That's always an easy path to victory for him. But, uh, yeah, I like Kamaru Usman in this one. Yeah, and to be fair, Kamaru Usman is currently minus 390, Leon Edwards plus 220. And clouded by hate as you may be, how do you think this fight, how would you say this fight plays out? I think Usman will decision him. If I had to pick on a method of victory, I don't know what that is currently. But Do you think he wrestle mauls him or do you think he... Yeah, I think he puts him up against the cage, kind of clinches, takes him down. And this fight's happened before. This is a rematch. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just think Leon Edwards is a is a guy where Kamara Usman isn't going to take as much risk here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think he, he knows there is some danger standing with him. So it seems like when that's the case, he's kind of gone the safe route in the past, especially like, you know, the first Masvidal fight, he was more worried about him. He kind of just stomped on his foot for five <laughs> rounds. And I think he could see something similar, unfortunately. Yeah, and Leon Edwards is a fairly good – I mean, he is a good striker, but he's – not a prolific finisher by any means. So I think to finish a guy like Kamaru Usman, you would have to really land a couple really precise shots. Leon Edwards is more of like a cumulative damage guy than a like one shot, not one shot hurt you guys. So Kamara would definitely have a chance to adjust his game plan if, say, he gets pieced up for a round or two. Yeah, definitely. Usman by decisions minus 120. So yeah, and I'm thinking that's probably the route I would go as well. Um, so. Um, but anyways, uh, like I said, chance to watch the number one pound for pound fighter in the world for the past at least two years, two plus years. So never, uh, never a bad, uh, a bad, uh, main spot there. All right. My main event, the, uh, the DMF Luke Rockhold minus plus 270, Paulo Costa minus 325. Whatever Paulo Costa's been through, whatever has happened in the past, whatever, wherever people think his head's at, wherever, however stupid people think he might be. The line does not seem to think that he's going to have much trouble with Luke Rockhold. No, I don't. I don't know many people who who are disagreeing with that statement. Um, yeah, I'm definitely Paula Costa. Paula Costa by knockout minus one sixty. Um, yeah, I think he he takes. Wow, minus one sixty. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's an ugly line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody's thinking that Paula Costa wins this by knockout, and uh, I can't disagree with them. So, yeah, we're going Paula Costa by knockout here. And, uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty easy fight to pick. I'll have him on some parlays. All right. I'm definitely going with Paul Costa as well. But 
what if people are overrating Paulo Costa's power because he he really hasn't been a one punch knockout guy either in his career, but he, he looks like he is because he generally just he generally steamrolls guys more so than knocks them out. Like I don't when was his last knockout? I don't know, but I, I don't think you have to be really a knockout guy to knock out Luke Rockhold at this point. I think that chick at the bus stop that coughed on him almost <laughs> knocked him out. I think if you if he lands one of the one of the about thirty major shots he landed on Marvin Vittori. Yeah, he was probably claiming self self defense because uh, he got rocked by the cough. So <laughs> there was a light breeze and he mistook <laughs> he mis- mistook it for a left hook. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, it sucks. He can only get minus one sixty on a knockout. But I like I said, this is probably one that people have circled on their betting slips. Like for sure, can't go wrong here. And maybe maybe not. We'll see. Curious to see Luke Rockle. Well, we were talking about a former champion here who had some great performances in the UFC. Some major blunders like losing to Bisping and giving Bisping the a lifetime of credibility that he otherwise oh, would God. have never had. But <laughs> yeah, his, Bisping's life could look so different right now had, had Luke Rockhold not let him KO him. <laughs> Luke Rockhold had a chin. Bisping was not a power puncher whatsoever. No, he's known for having pillow fist and and he just takes him out, knocks him out cold. After Rockhold humiliated him the first time they fought. Yeah, and then Bisping humiliated him. Now he was yelling at him while <laughs> Luke is just out there knocked out cold on the ground. Yeah, on 10 days notice too, I believe. Yeah, um, filming a movie or something. Yeah, yeah wild. So Paulo Costa hopefully has not been filming any movies and hopefully uh, has been training hard. So uh, Jose Aldo, Marab Di why can't I say his name right now? Di Chevelli. Marab Di Chevelli. Devishvili. Devishvili. Why yeah. does that happen every time? We were saying it perfectly fine before. Either way, Marab Di Devishvili. Although plus one ten here, Marab minus the one thirty. I. I'm curious about this line here, mostly because Marab almost lost to uh, Magic Marlon Marais not that long ago. Yep, almost got KO'd. I'm all over Aldo here. I mean, Aldo's made a career out of beating stocky wrestlers, right? Like yeah. I mean, Chad Mendez in his prime. Um, yeah, the list goes on. I mean, Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber, uh, Frankie Edgar. I mean, he's he's seen Marab's style, basically. The only thing that worries me would be if this was a five-rounder, which it's not, but if it was... Um, Marab has like unlimited cardio and Aldo, he, he gets tired now in older age, but a three round fight. I like Aldo in this one. I think he's going to keep the gas tank Marab. I mean, he's going to bring it. And, uh, I think Aldo is just takedown defenses second to none. He's going to be able to stuff a lot of those takedowns, especially early. I think you might see Marab start having more success in like the end of the second, third, but I think, uh, Aldo will already be up on the cards and, and get the win here. Yeah, I I was reading that line thinking to myself, like, there's no way I'm going against Aldo here in this spot. I think Marab's hittable. And Definitely. I think a guy with, like, hooks like like Aldo, that's, like, Marab's weakness. He comes in and gets clipped by hooks. and Yeah, his, I mean, Aldo's hands look so fast as of recent. I mean, his boxing looks crisp. He's definitely got good takedown defense. Been landing more leg kicks. So I, I like Aldo in this fight for sure. He looked borderline career best against Rob Font. Yeah, he pieced him up. And he looked good against uh, Munoz as well. Yeah, he's looked good in all of his fights recently. I mean, although you don't see many guys have like a later career resurgence like this, but... We don't know what supplements he's on. He's in Brazil. Yeah, he's taking everything, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, he's at 135. He seems like he's filling filling out in the weight class now, you know? He he definitely seemed like a little like gaunt at first, you know? (laughs) Like kind of like thinned out, like wasn't looking in the best shape. Now he looks 
unbelievable at, at 135. He, so he never looked good during weight cuts, and that was at 145 even. Yeah. So we, they came up with a new supplement down there. Something. But anyhow, um, yeah, so let's move on to Mar- Marcin Tiberia versus uh, Alexander Romanov. You got Marcin Tiberia plus 320, uh, Alexander Romanov minus 390 here. Um, you got to wonder about this one because Romanov is kind of a guy that people have pegged as like a possible contender. I think he's a little too fat personally, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a contender whatsoever. Marcin Tiberia is a guy that has beat some good guys. He's not gr- He's not great, but he... He's better than he looks. Um, who do we just see? The fat slob. Uh, Tiberia fight? No, no, no. Who just lost to the polar bear? Uh, oh. Um, Augusto Sakai. Yeah, yeah. Augusto Sakai is like the fat slob version of Marcin Tiberia. Mar- Ty- Tiberia <laughs> is like a better fat boy than uh, than uh, Augusto Sakai. Don't confuse these two because they're very different fighters. And plus 320, I... I they're they're heavyweights, you know what I mean? Like, what's your what, what's your lean on this one? Where, you, like, Romanov is clearly being overrated, I believe. I think so too. I mean, he he's shown he had some gas tank issues, some cardio issues early. Um, it seems like his cardio is getting a little better, but my Marcin Tiber, I think, is a guy who can push him. So yeah, I'm looking at Tiber on this one. I'll, I'll go Tiber or pass. I don't like Romanov at minus three ninety. I'm not going to be putting uh, Tiber on any parlays or anything, but it's just one where. You know, if you want to take a, a small underdog shot, you could go on Tiber on this one. Absolutely. And I just, I just, minus 390 is ugly for any heavyweights, um, except for this next one we're going to talk about. We got Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. Tyson Pedro minus 740, Harry Hunsucker plus. <laughs> Harry Hunsucker sounds like a fake name, dude. <laughs> dude, it sounds so fake. <laughs> Do you remember they brought this guy in on short notice against uh, uh, Tai Tuivasa? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Harry Hunsucker. Like, I'd be so fucking pissed at my parents if they named me Harry Hunsucker. Like, Hunsucker's already a bad fucking last name, and you you pair it with Harry. Like, you know what his nickname was when he was. You know what his nickname was coming up, right? Like, it had to be Harry the Cocksucker. Yeah, something, some something var- like that. Some variation of that, Harry Dick Sucker or something. <laughs> Harry Dick Hunsucker. It had to be something like that. Like the, the jokes write themselves. But this guy li- quite literally is one of the worst heavyweights in the division. Now, if he wins this fight, it'll be early on because he's going to come out and blitz him and swing for the fence right away. He clipped uh, he clipped Tai Tuivasa in that fight. Yeah, you got nothing to lose if you're Harry Hunsucker here, right? You just got to go got to go out and go balls to the wall, hopefully keep Tyson Pedro. But Tyson Pedro, he's long. Tall for the division. Um, his striking's pretty good. I think he he should take out Harry Hunsucker like most people have, but it is MMA and anything can happen. So, is is there a quick access to an over under on rounds for this one? Uh, yeah, there should be. If you press like the drop down thing there, uh, let's see. Under, over under one and a half, minus three eighty for under one and a half <laughs> rounds. This fight's not lasting. Like I'm telling you, this fight's not lasting. Um, that's a wild line it may be worth it to take the over on that because that's just crazy yeah that is pretty wild and a lot of these fights where they definitely like they say it definitely won't go over it does right it's classic chandler gaethje like this is never there's this there's no way this goes the distance yeah and it does always happens yeah nigano versus Derek lewis like (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly see that all the time so yeah but honestly like the guy's just gonna come out and throw everything he's got in the first minute and then he's gonna probably take his lumps and go home but uh 
credit to him for coming out there again and uh, probably getting his ass kicked, but um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, another JLT uh, Nostradamus moment. We were just talking about Sean Woodson last week and saying how we haven't seen him in a while and how he creeps us out. Lo and behold, shows how much research we don't do. <laughs> right. Sean Woodson is on this card as a minus 320 favorite against Luis Saldana, plus 265. Um, again, the guy may creep me out. He may be weird. He may be long. He may look like the anatomy of his body is physically incapable of fighting human beings. He's the slender man, dude. He may look like he should be able to break in half just from walking, taking an incorrect step or get, taking one like slight leg kick. His punches are so long and slow, but they have so much leverage behind them that they do incredible damage. And he wins fights with this weird long arm boxing, swinging his arms like tennis racket style. And it's effective. And I think he'll win again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, He's one, though, I, I don't like this line, though, for sure. Minus 320 on, on no. Sean Woodson. Um, I think he had an insane line versus Julian Arosa, like minus 500 or something. He lost that fight. Um, so Sean Woodson at minus 320 makes me very tentative. But, um, yeah, he gets it done, right? The dude's Skeletor. Um, <laughs> you know, he should really get a better nickname. Like, you know, Sean Skeletor or Sean Slenderman or something, you know? Yeah, he scares me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably go Sean Woodson on this one, but it's one that I, I'm probably staying away from for the most part. If you're, lo- if you're looking for somebody who looks like Chet Holmgren in a, in a fighting body. <laughs> yeah, right. You found your guy. All right, you got a couple fighters to watch here. Why don't you uh, throw out there what you got for these guys, A.J. Fletcher and Francisco Figueredo. Yeah, A.J. Fletcher. He had a, a decent first fight in the, in the UFC, so... Um, think he'd be somebody to watch angie lusa uh don't know a ton about him but this uh this fletcher guy's ripped up um he lost to semmelsberger but um i don't know i thought i thought he looked good in that fight i thought he might have beat semmelsberger um for that just the contender series so i think he's a he's a young guy to keep an eye on even with the the loss to semmelsberger i thought it was a close fight but um other than that uh let's see we got francisco figueredo um, you know, his, uh, his brother is JLT certified, so got to keep an eye on him. My and boy's I think he's boy. coming off a big win, right? Yeah, he got like a 15-second submission win. Huge, so, huge dog here, though, plus 330. Yeah, so Amir Abazi, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his last fight. I do remember the Zumagula fight. Yeah, beat Zumagula and, and Malcolm Gordon. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, not a bad card here. What, is, uh, what are your thoughts overall on this card? Not bad. It's, I mean, obviously, we got the uh, DMF belt on the line, so that's that's big news. Um, I love that fight so much. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I can't. I don't jinx it, but I can't believe it's coming to fruition. Yeah, it's it's gonna be big time. But um, other than that, I, I mean, Aldo versus uh, the top three fights are are great, and then after that, not so much. But we got three real solid fights for the pay per view. Um, you know, any. Any card where it's like three out of five are on this level, I'm I'm gonna be, you know that you could take my money for something like that. Absolutely. So, um, I guess uh, unless you got anything else, we can wrap things up. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, we get back on track. I I like a lot of these picks, so I think we will. Yeah, some deep, pretty good sized favorites here. Nothing like crazy on the line. That uh, although in Marab is probably the closest uh, closest line we have to kind of mull over and it's one of the fights i feel decent about yeah definitely so uh we'll wrap things up then and uh as always we'll be back next week to recap and uh preview whatever's coming up after that but until then 
Good luck on your fight or good luck on your picks and enjoy the fights and we'll see you all next week. Peace.